Hello, and welcome to Just Figure It Out, a podcast to inspire and encourage our listeners to pursue their goals. This will be done by sharing stories and experiences from guests about how they made definite goals, how they failed and succeeded, but never gave up. In essence, how they just figured it out. My name is Jen McAllister, the host, also the owner of Rise CPA and Accounting. I'd like to introduce our guest, Franz Below, a longtime friend of mine. And I do want to share a quick story about something that has made an impact on me, and then I'll continue to introduce him. One of the things that I remember the most is I had completed a, a speaking engagement. He approached me afterward and said, I'd like to give you some advice, some, some feedback. And, and I was like, oh no, did I, did I say something wrong? And it was unexpected. And he said something to the effect of don't talk yourself down. There's no need for you to stand up in front of a crowd and dismiss or lower yourself. And that's always stuck with me. And so when I have the tendency to say anything like, well, this might be a bad idea, um, just cut it out. Just stop and just start with whatever you'd like to say and don't ever undermine yourself. So thank you, Franz, for that. It's it stuck with me. Um, so I'll, I'll continue with the introduction. As I said, Franz Below, he's the president and co-founder of Typhoon. Uh, can you please tell us a little bit more about your business? It's a it's a pleasure to be here, Jen. It's it's great. I love you. It's been known you for some years now, so it's great to be here. Let me just go back to that experience real quick. And then after this, I'll introduce. I've always thought that there are so many critics out there. And to to add one additional critics to ourselves has never been healthy. And uh, I think I learned that from my mom and my parents, I should say, just to kind of be kind to yourself. Because we all know that we, we do things that are not always the best. But hey, it's okay as long as we do better next time. So anyway, that's a little bit, that's my thought process behind that. That's funny that you would remember this. Yeah, I love um, that. Be kind to yourself. <laughs> yeah, just be kind to yourself. So a little bit about Typhoon. Typhoon is a learning platform. It's an engagement. They call it an engagement platform, but in the marketplace, people don't fully understand all the time what that means. It's just that for people to learn or to be able to communicate within a business, they usually have to be really engaged on the platform because there's so many things that uh, bombard us in the workplace that demands our attention. So we wanted to have an engaging platform that people would say, yeah, I absolutely want to receive the training uh, and I also absolutely want to receive the communication that's needed for me to do my job. So it's a it's an engagement. It's a learning, communication, and training platform. The secret there is simply that everything that's delivered is in a micro format. For instance, training that usually could take 30 minutes, we do the training in two minutes or less. So I know it's kind of a crazy thought process when you think about it, but if you cut 30 minutes into 15 segments of two minutes and you deliver them on this on a consistent basis, then you are more likely to remember the content and to engage in it because it doesn't take a lot of real estate in your brain, uh, but you remember it better also because it's a consistent training. So that's what we do. We train, we help people communicate, we deliver documents, but everything we require it to be micro content so that people can really consume the information. Yeah, yeah I love that. Um, I would love to hear your journey, your business journey. And I believe that it starts well before uh, adulthood. I feel like there's there are things in our childhood that we we learn from, even if those things are 
negative, I think that we find an opportunity to, to learn from those. Uh, one more comment. I feel that many people see life as, you know, success as an, an end result that you move along and then boom, you hit success and you're done. But you and I both know that it is a continuous process of learning and success and learning and success. So I'd like to turn the time over to you to talk about your your journey in life. Uh, you're totally right. It, uh, the journey starts, I mean, it starts in our youth, right? I was born in Haiti and uh, I was, then we moved, when I was about four or five years old, we moved to Montreal, Quebec. Then my parents were divorced. So I saw my mom struggle mightily to provide for the children, for my siblings. Ever since I was little, I would, I would always ask myself, I would say, why is it that so-and-so has a car and we don't have a car? Why is it that they have a dishwasher and I have to do the dishes with my hands? What is it that they have a, a great vacuum and we can't even get a decent vacuum? I had to do the rest of it by picking the, some of the junk on the floor with my hands from time to time. My mom says that I was very ambitious ever since I was little because I always wanted more. I don't know if that's good or bad, but I, I did want to also experience some type of um, um, comfort in life. So I remember when I was little, uh, back in the day in Montreal, Quebec, they used to sell Coca-Cola and those glass bottles. Mm -hmm. And those bottles, if you once people were finished drinking the content, you could sell them for 25 cents. And I remember I would bring a bag and I would just walk around whatever bottles uh, that I would find, I would put it in a bag and then go to the store and then get my 25 cents per bottle. And I was very excited about it. And then one day my mom said to me, why are you getting that 25 cents? You know, that's a lot of money yeah. back in the day. I told her what I was doing and she says, you need to stop this right now. And I'm like, why is that? She says, I don't want any of my kids begging for money. And I said, mom, that's not begging for money. I'm actually, I'm actually finding the bottles and I'm selling the bottles, but uh, she, she just saw it as something that was below me. And she says, no, you're going to go to school. You're going to take the traditional route and you're going to make sure that you get a decent education to provide for yourself and for your family. So those were kind of my uh, days of uh, entrepreneurship that came to an end, but it still stayed with me because I remember saying, huh, if I do something that most people are not willing to do, and if I find a way to bring value, then I can make a little bit more money than I would not otherwise making. So it's always stayed in the back of my mind, but uh, I, I respected my mom a lot and then she had more wisdom than I did. So I decided to get my education. So my first job, I'll never forget that my first job I started doing my job. It was to be a consultant. I had finished, I had obtained a doctorate in educational leadership, organizational behavior. I was somewhat of a consultant to middle management. I would travel, deliver training, and then, and then consult with mid-management, mid-managers if they wanted some of my services. And I remember looking at my boss and the same idea that I had when I was a little boy, I'm like, why is he making all the money? I feel that I'm working as hard as he is, but why is he making all the money? I mean, obviously he started the business and all that kind of stuff, but in my mind, I wasn't too developed from a business standpoint. I'm like, I know I could do the same thing. So that was the beginning of getting back to the same individual that I was when I was a boy. And uh, that's when I started thinking of different business 
businesses to do. So one of the first businesses we did was that we purchased, my wife and I, we purchased the car that had been in a wreck and then we refurbished it, but we weren't making as much money. I started freaking out because we were making more, we were putting a lot of money into the car and I'm like, oh boy, are we going to make it? Are we going to make it? And the stress was too much. So we literally got rid of the car. I think we lost a little bit of money, but not much, but I'm like, that's over. I'm not doing that again. But that was again, going to last just a few years because I'm like, something was itching. I don't know. I don't know if, if it's a, um, I don't know if if other uh, people are like this, but people, certain people have entrepreneurial tendencies. And uh, for me, it was always there. I, I could never get rid of it, if that mm -hmm. makes sense. Yeah. So I would literally, I would start another deal. I would fail. And then I would again, start over. So my next deal. Wait, started... let's, let's stop there for a minute. Tell yeah. me how, I mean, many people, most people, I will venture to say, when they fail multiple times, they give up. So what was it that made you like continue to try and try and try again? I'm extremely competitive. If that's going to, that may sound weird, but I'm extremely competitive with myself, mm -hmm. meaning that I'm always challenging myself and part of me can't handle to fail. Yeah. So I'm not going to go to somebody and say, I'm not going to fail type of thing, or I'm going to be better than you. It's not the way that I express myself. Mm -hmm. But it's more internally and saying, okay, Franz, you got your butt kicked in this thing. Do better next time. So it's an internal motivation. It's not an external motivation. Because nobody can take that away from me. It's just internally, it's a fire that burns within my soul. You could say that when I want something, I want to work hard at it and, and figure it out. I just had that sense, that inclination, that belief that uh, with the help of people around me, I could I could make something happen. I don't know if you realize, but you said you just figured it out the day of yeah. the podcast, <laughs> which is yeah. what I love because that's what I, I, I love to hear is how, how guests can continually just figure it out. You decide yeah. you want something and, and now how are you going to get it? I did interrupt you. So continue on this journey of entrepreneurship. Oh, that's great. Uh, so what happens during those years is that I tried, I'm not going to bore you with all of the businesses, but I tried multiple things. Every time I would come short, I remember I changed profession and I became a salesperson for a software company because I thought to myself, well, I was doing some sales in a previous industry. So I'm going to go into software where I'm going to make a lot more. And it's the same type of job. And I discovered that I was a decent salesperson. And the idea came up to me again, came to my mind. Why is it that this person can make this business work and I can't? So I started another business with two or three other people. And that's when, Jen, I started discovering that business is usually made of key people that augment who you are, that contributes to your knowledge base and that you also contribute to their knowledge base. I was learning that lesson unbeknownst to me that I needed to gather around me people that had similar passions, but that had different skill sets than I did. I didn't know that I was good at that and discovering some people that were better at me than any other things. But over the years, I started realizing, oh, that's a component of business uh, mm -hmm. that I didn't know, did not know about. So going back just real quick, let me stop here. I should have taken some entrepreneurial classes because they teach you about things like that. So everything I learned, which is also another trait of mine, is that I like to learn things and, and I should have taken the time to learn the key elements of successful businesses. I had to figure it out. Mm -hmm. I had to literally every time saying, oh, 
I see you should also have a little bit of money. And because you have a family, you should have a job on the side to make sure that you're providing while you're building the business. Because I I also one day I'm like, I'm done with this business. I'm going to jump out. I had a steady salary and I'm going to do this full time. And all of a sudden we had nothing in the bank account. And I'm like, well, that wasn't very smart. You see, those are the little things that you learn along the way that Mm -hmm. you would hope not to repeat again. So finally, I got to a point, it was about seven, seven and eight years ago, I was working for a company while I was the executive executive VP of sales and marketing. Um, And as you know, in any companies, that's that's a very uh, tough position. You either produce or or you don't have a job the following year. Yeah, it's always at least that's that that was the setup. I thought I could have done it in one year, but I needed two years. And I kept on saying I need just one more year. And I promise you, I'll turn this thing around. There was some impatience from the management. There was also some impatience from my side. And uh, we couldn't come to an agreement. And the term is there was a general layoff. And I was one of the people that, that were laid off. But for me, I'd never say it that way. I always say I was fired. When people say what happened, I'm like, I was fired. What that did for me is that I said, never again. I said, never again will I give somebody power over whether I can continue employment or not. Yeah. So I just I just said, never again. I'm taking over my life and uh, I'm going to determine what happened in the next chapter. That was about seven, eight years ago. Mm-hmm. So I started a business with with three other partners, which which was Tech Trip Academy. And uh, that business simply was to go into school districts and create an option for them to teach kids from home, as opposed to them coming into the brick and mortar. It was more of a, um, a party that would just go and then we would go to the school districts and offer them a distance learning program. I knew I had learned that do things that you know about. Mm-hmm. And I knew a lot about education and tech technology. Uh, Again, I'd learned that you partner with people that have more knowledge than you do. And I did that. It was hard, but we started it. And I noticed two of my partners became uh, silent uh, partners. The other one um, basically said, you can run this thing. And I started running it. And I started realizing that I was good to a certain extent in that business. And I asked my wife to help me because that's the way that we were going to make things happen. And I started observing because of what I had learned that she had an act for it. She was learning faster than I was on how to work with the 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 group of people that we were working with. And she just she just was better at it. Uh, so I said, hey, how would you feel about just taking this thing over? And then at that time, I started another business with two other partners, which was Typhoon. So simultaneously, Brandy and I, my wife and I, we were building two businesses. She was focused on one. I was focused on another one. And then little did I know that both businesses started growing. And this was the first time that something like that happened, like simultaneously. So there was a lot of demands on our time. As she continued to grow the other business, I focused more on Typhoon, which was, as I explained, that platform that enables people to get trained and communicate just by using micro content. I partnered, my partners were very good and I was very good at what, what I did. And then we had similar visions. We saw life very similarly. We wanted to treat people a certain way within the company. 
We wanted to have a certain value set for people that work there. We wanted to do some good and we wanted a product that would actually do what it says it's going to do. And um, over trial and errors and great sacrifice, uh, we started it. Uh, there was only two of us in the beginning. And I remember knocking on doors and getting a lot of no's. Uh, but, you know, you just believed in the in the content so much that eventually we were getting yeses and then the company continued to grow that way. And today it's a successful business and, and we're still continuing. That's amazing. Um, one question that I have that I just thought of is as these two successful businesses take up your time, how have you created a work-life balance? I've always put God at the center of everything that I do. So I try to manage my life with what I feel that, that is God, family, uh, work, and, and people around me. And then to me, the word balance means that sometimes I would spend more time with the family than any of those things. Sometimes I would spend more time with work than any of the other things. Uh, and I just learned that sometimes one thing will demand more of you than other things, as long as you don't just do 100% of one thing all the time at the expense of the other things that you value. Uh, my best business partner has always been my wife. We see things very similarly. We're risk takers and we encourage each other. We don't get upset when we experience failure. We're just like, well, that failed. Let's don't get me wrong. It's, it's been very hard at times, but uh, we have the attitude of that failed. Then let's pick ourselves up and then just go do better the next time. So we because of that lifestyle that we have, we're able to sometimes we'll be on a walk, which is to strengthen our relationship. But during the walk, we'll talk about business. And then all of a sudden, as we're talking about business, or uh, would you like to go on a trip? Tell me what trip you want to go to. And then we do feel, I, I remember my wife will call me out and say, hey, you've been spending so much time on this particular thing. We really need more of your attention here. And then sometimes I'll say to her the same thing. Let's, why don't we just make sure that we recenter and then take a little vacation and bring the children with us. And so it's been really good that way uh, to have a partner that, that helps you also. Um, yeah. That's great. You, you're not asking me this, but I'm going to answer it anyways. I've always thought about what, what, I, what do I do to make sure I have a good work-life balance? And I, I like to work a lot of hours, but I never want work to be more important than a child. So even though I don't have any children at home at this time, if anyone reaches out to me for any reason, then they're always going to be first. And the rest of the time I can work as much as I desire, but as long as they know that they're far more important than my work, then that's that's my particular life balance. I appreciate you saying that, Jen, because when I was little, I used to say that money can buy you a lot of things, which I believe it can still. But there comes a time where getting a new pair of pants doesn't really, doesn't really bring any additional joy to you. Does that make sense? Yes, yes. Uh, being in front of a child, whatever age they are, whether they're married or whether they have children themselves, and spending time and laughing with them and building memories, I value that deeply. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yes. I don't want to be an, an old guy and not have my kids or grandkids or whoever else come and visit me and say, how are you? Because at the end of the day, that's that's one of my ultimate vision is when I get really old, I want my loved ones to be around me. And I don't see in my vision a huge house, 20 cars. I don't see those things. What I do see is 20 grandchildren and a bunch of little ones that are coming and say, I want to see how grandpa is doing. 
a lot of times you get what you invest in. And so I appreciate you saying that, that you do take time. That's something that I value as well. Thank you. I have a, I have a question and I want to open it up to you. And we have just about seven or eight minutes. Um, I, I want to know what your passion is behind, we'll just say your current job. Um, what is it that gets you up in the morning and makes you feel so passionate? What drives you? What are your, what's your why? So professionally, I want a product that does good. So there are a lot of software out there that will do X, Y, and Z. I wanted to develop a, a software that if I say that it's going to help you improve, I want it to do just that. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yes. And if it's not going to do that, then no one should be buying that particular software or service that we pr- we're providing. We've literally created with some great people a business that actually makes a difference and to hear from our customers that this is changing the culture of the company. It's helping individuals learn additional skill sets. It's helping us, it's helping them preserve institutional knowledge. So when somebody leaves, they have it within the company. And then to see people saying, wow, what a classy organization. That brings me so much joy because business to me is an extension of who you are. Yes, I love that. I love that your business is an extension of yourself. And I think that it always should be. It it perplexes me sometimes where you've got um, someone with this hat on and they're a certain way. And then when they're wearing a different hat in a different um, circumstance, then, then it's different. But it's just so right in the soul when you're the same person in your home and, and in your business. And I know you're so much like me in the sense of we enjoy connecting and uplifting people. That is a big why in my business. And hence the name rise. Mm. My my three whys are to help my team rise, help our clients rise, and help mm. other disadvantaged um, individuals rise as we see those opportunities. But it's all about rising. So it's I mean, of course, every business is about making money, but yeah. the the deep drive, the reason I get up is to really see other people rise. Each individual is truly part of the brand. And I'm realizing this over time. At first, I thought that anyone can have a successful financial you know, accounting business and what sets me apart from anyone else. And oftentimes it's hard to see that in yourself. And it's, it takes other people to say, you know, no, Jen, you you're different than other people. And mm-hmm. I think I just assume that everybody's the same, like, doesn't everybody <laughs> want to help everybody, you know? And so it was, to, to recognize that this, this is a unique strength and then attract the team that has the same culture. And then yes. it truly becomes a brand. And I have such a wonderful team of six ladies right now. And <laughs> we talk often about our culture and it's deep in them. And so as a whole, um, it's not just a fancy, colorful sign that is our brand uh, and or the words, but it's actually the feeling and the the genuine type of people that we are that creates the brand we have. That's wonderful, Jen. So ask me a question and then we'll wrap it up. Yeah, tell me what. Uh, so so professionally, I know I know what you do and uh, I know you're making a big difference. What's behind the podcast? Is it also part of the helping people rise? Tell me a little bit about what it is that you wanted to uh, accomplish. Great question. And I think uh, with with goals in general, you set a goal 
and then you refine it. You you know what you want it to be, but then you're also very flexible and you're not very rigid. And so I was reading a book that was recommended to me by a good friend. And in this book, it was a promise. Like you've got to do a podcast every day for a year. Trust me, you will not be sorry that you did it. And so a lot of this is completely going off trust and faith in someone else's word. One reason is to bring additional awareness to my brand, Rise CPA and Accountants, but talking about the developing and the refining, I am so excited to really bring listeners together to hear the experiences of others so they can, because it's all about people, it always is. And I just want people to be able to learn from others and be motivated and inspired that you really can do what you set out to do. Don't give up. You just learn from the failures because they are life's lessons. And sometimes you just have to change your path a little bit. So that's why I'm doing the podcast (laughs) is in addition to the full-time accounting firm. So will your customers have access to the podcast or you'll include a link so that they can listen to this as a extra thing that if they want to uh, hear some positive thoughts, then they could listen to it. Yeah, that as well as it, it will be published. And so any stranger will be able to get on and listen as they, as they discover it. Um, I I'm super, super happy to have been able to take this time with you, Franz. And I would like you to tell the listeners how they can reach out to you and what ways can they reach out to you and your business? You bet. So the best way to reach out, if anybody had questions about what we do, I'm a lot like you, Jen. Uh, For me, if I can help the next person, I'm not looking for money. So if you just have a question about, hey, this is what I'm thinking about a business, what what would you have done there? I'd be more than happy to help out with there as well. So it's Franz, F-R-A-N-T-Z, at Typhoon, T-Y-F-O-O-M, as in mother, (laughs) dot com. So Franz at typhoom.com, send me an email and I'd be more than happy to address any of their questions. Okay. Thank you so much for your time. It's been a pleasure. 